Hey listeners, Chloe here. If you need to stay as up to date with the latest developments and innovations in the luxury industry as I do, you need to dive into Vogue Business. It's your ticket to a global perspective on fashion and beauty, delivering exclusive insights that will give you the edge in this competitive dynamic industry. Just visit VogueBusiness.com today and use the code RUN20 at checkout to join the Vogue Business community. That's VogueBusiness.com, promo code RUN20. Don't miss out. We all had a uh, very exciting viewing party last night at my apartment with both my children. My son was very unimpressed by the uh, show we were watching because he has a friend named Oscar and he was very disappointed when it was not Oscar on TV. (laughs) Amazing snacks. We had very good Indian food. Um, There you go. Yeah, and some Oscar cookies. Oh, thanks to Marley. Yeah. Yeah. And, And now we're here, bright and early. This is The Run Through. I'm Chloe Mal. And I'm Cho Bernardi. And we're here with our Oscar special, Keaton Bell, Christian Allaire. Let's do this. Welcome, Oscars <laughs> Angels. Hi. Hello, hello. Bright and early. Good morning. In the pod studio. Oh, my goodness. So much to talk about. So this much This is both of your first time on the pod. Tell us a little bit who you are, what you do at Vogue. My name is Keaton Bell. I am an entertainment editor here at Vogue magazine, where I work on all things sort of celebrity and talent adjacent. Fantastic. And I'm Christian Allaire. I'm a senior fashion install writer. Senior fashion writer at Vogue. And author of last night's Ooh, Best Dress List. Yes. yes. Lots of red carpet coverage to talk about. Oof. So much. Mm. So much. Where should we begin? Mm. I want to hear think? everyone's personal Best yeah. Dress List. Yeah. Okay, you first. Okay, well, I think I got to go with Rihanna. I, mm. I feel like that might be it. All of us, but I'm going to do it first. I don't know. I love her take on pregnancy style. It's always a win for me. And also, it's hard to make black look really interesting. Oh, I thought it was brown. It was black? Was it? it was brown and black. Oh, yeah. it was brown. Yeah. Oh, well, I it, was know, like it seemed like a lot of heavy leather to be wearing when you're pregnant and probably really hot. Yeah. I know, with, with a turtleneck, with a sheer turtleneck. Yes. Yeah. But I love that it was just sheer enough to show the bump without being, like, fully revealing, you know? I love a bit of sparkle, so my, her Margiela performance. Yeah, that was, was my yes. preferred Was, was, was what I would have worn had I mm. been, like, however many months pregnant in, in the spotlight. <laughs> I thought it was just special. Everyone, you heard it here first. This is what Cho was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a closer look at the pants. I think the pants were embellished in some way. I couldn't take my eyes off her jewelry. I know. Yes. I liked mm. the earrings that she wore. They were kind of these big droplet earrings on the red carpet, but the jewelry that she wore in the performance was just like rows and rows of diamonds. It was oh my mm. God. dazzling. Yeah, and her outfit was like jewelry too, I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was very embellished. I, so I love good. glittering anything. Mm-hmm. I think my best dress was Paul Mescal. Oh, oh. Interesting choice. I love Gucci. his sailor pants, his like, I don't know, he was doing like a 1970s prom date thing. He brought his mom. He had his huge red corsage. Mm. He was taking photos. He just... He was just living the Oscars dream. We we thought, we were wondering if, I mean, and we, we don't want to compare, we don't want to pit men against each other. Of course. But like, who was the best dressed man of the season? Because I personally mm. think it was Paul. I liked his Gucci look, but I think, you know, there have been so many great looks that he's worn this season. Although Austin Butler is a fierce contender. Now, he's mm. too pleased with himself. 
Okay. Uh, I, I, he, he looks good. I Did just, you like his pussy bow blouse that he wore to the VFR party? With he finally showed up with Kaya at, at the, the Vanity Fair Oscar, Oscar party. Yeah. which I thought they they look good. I mean, they always they looked great. They look that's genetically not, perfect yeah, together. They're, they're, they're fine. <laughs> I loved his heels on the main carpet. Mm. You know, I love a man in a heel, and I, he really pulled it off for me. How often do we see that? I mean, is not as often as you'd think, and it's not even that big of a risk. It's just a little Cuban heel, but right. you mm. never see men wear it. And I just think it's so modern when they do. Other uh, best dress for me were Rooney in that sort of archive Alexander uh, McQueen. Yeah. Uh, I wish that she could smile and stand up a little straighter, <laughs> but that's fine. And I thought Hong Chow in the Prada with the yes. train was amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, but I loved Rooney because I, I was actually surprised more people didn't wear vintage. I thought that was going to be the big trend. The, the trend, night, yeah. But there wasn't that many. Rooney was one of the few. Yeah, I think Vanessa Hudgens will. A vintage Chanel. Right. Um, and one of my favorites, Kate Blanchett. Oh, mine too. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll fight you for her. I mean, well, no, you can I'll have take, her. I I'll have my best dress. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have to chew go with my girl Nicole Kidman. Ah, really? Armani. I know. I know. The I hair. S- okay, so I'm talking about the dress, not okay. the hair. Nicole, it's a package. No, no, Nicole Kidman, wearer of many wigs. I will always, <laughs> I will always forgive her for a messy hair moment, but like that's never been her strength. But her dress, I look at her and I just see classic movie star, and even just like. I don't know, the big floral moment and the way she worked it on the carpet. and It was Armani, right? Yes, it was Armani. And that was Armani's big moment of the night. Mm-hmm. Was Kate Blanchett Armani also? No, that's no. why she, she, she was Louis Vuitton, oh, okay, so her, okay, her contract must be up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but no, I just really always appreciate Nicole kind of just being weird and funky on the red carpet. And I get it, the big floral motifs maybe weren't for everyone, but I just think she kind of worked it. And I appreciate her just going for something a little weirder whenever the theme of the night seemed to be sort of more elegant and restrained. Nomi Fry from The New Yorker wrote a funny piece about just how boring the red carpet is now because everyone's so precious. And I did like the very rare moments of people who just seemed to sort of be like, this might be wrong, but whatever. (laughs) Like Jessie Buckley and her Rodarte, which had probably more sequins than all of the garment district. And it was fine. (laughs) It was not just fine. I thought it was great. No, it was great, but it was just great. It wasn't safe. No, yes. but she and that's doesn't what was go fun about safe. I know, she but that's why we love not her. Safe. Not everybody can, but Jessie like, can yeah. do no wrong. I mean, she always... I just thought it was fab. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had those huge kind of leg lamb shoulders. Yeah. And... It was fully covered. I mean, she was. It was. It was a uh, high. It's a on lot the neck. of fabric it's and a lot, a, lot of fabric. a lot of sequins. It's a lot of fabric and a lot of sequins, but but like dark sequins. I yeah, mean, it was a very sort of red hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, she always dyes her hair an interesting color. Mm. She's the rebel, and I think yeah. it, she, you know it works. Guys, did her? anyone come wear things straight off the the fall runways? Because there is always like a yes, Lady yes, Gaga Oscar wore a Versace season. dress that literally was on the runway three days ago. That uh, was it. The Gigi Hadid one. Yeah, that Gigi she wore? Hadid wore it on the runway, and lo and behold, Gaga got her hands on it. Yeah, and but I think the big Gaga story of the night was her performance because yes. she went completely bare. Yes. She went from glam mm. to completely stripped down. I want Keen's take all on this. About what this? is happening? Yeah. And, and then Chris... did she put makeup back on for a party? Listen, that was the question me and my entire viewing party were trying to decide. Because, <laughs> I mean, just imagine the makeup wipe backstage of her just trying to, like, wipe off that Harley Quinn makeup that, like, she came in. Like, I loved the, like, overly glam gaga that we got on the carpet. And based on her last two Oscars performances for that Sound of Music tribute and for when she did Shallow, I really expected her to kind of go for that rarefied Gaga in like yeah. full prestige Oscar glam moment. So whenever I saw her on that stage in her like Joanne dive bar, like t-shirt and <laughs> jeans and Converse with like a little waft of like the pink lipstick still on her lips, like I was into it to be honest. Just because I, I fully expected her to like 
be overblown chromatica ball gaga because she's been performing that song hold my hand as the final song on that tour for the past three months and in that performance she has like a metal claw and a leather biker jacket and crazy makeup so for her to get on that stage and just give like that theater kid speech about being seen and this song being so special to her and writing it in her basement and <laughs> being on that stool and just like giving us like like reminding us that like at the end of the day like gaga is like a theater kid I enjoyed it, and I kind of liked how understated point. it was. I'm with you. I'm with Especially you. compared to Rihanna, who literally like was risen on a podium. Let's not compare them. No, no, of course. <laughs> but for an evening Thanks. of best original song performances, I like that Rihanna gave us like rising yeah. podium, yeah, diamonds, pantsuit, bralette, yeah. it was, yeah. orchestra. It was definitely <laughs> a juxtaposition. It was a juxtaposition. Exactly. It was cool. It was very cool. I did like the juxtaposition. And, uh, you know, obviously Rihanna in her Margiela was one of my best dressed. Yeah, who was your yeah, best dress? Rihanna probably in the Margiela. I also yeah. loved... Kate Blanchett, I just loved that sort of blue velvet. Yes. I love draping. Mm. You know, I love a sort of slightly Grecian, but with a strong shoulder. And then everybody's been wearing those blue ribbons. She's been wearing yes, them. Yes. Do we know well, what those are for? Yes, they're for the refugee crisis. And I mean, I also liked uh, Michelle Williams in the Chanel. Mm. Also someone who always looks flawless. Yeah. And Jessie Buckley, for me, being the... I yeah. love a red carpet rebel who, who pulls it off. And yes. she does. And I think we need some excitement on that carpet. Is it rude to talk about a red carpet rebel who I think never pulls it off? Oh. Yes, go for uh, it. Go for it, Keaton. I love Florence Pugh with my entire heart. Oh, I know. I know. That girl needs some help when it comes to getting dressed. Like, I, it looks like a crumpled bedsheet, and her hair was very, like, retro-futuristic. Like, it looks well, like the, the Jetsons. the hair was fascinating because it was actually a ponytail brought down to make bangs. Sure. Wow. And I'm happy for her, like, taking risks. It was wild. I, I love her, and I think she looked amazing, but I just think some— that. I, I think she is someone who, like, sometimes takes risk without much payoff. Yeah, I think she enjo- <laughs> yep. she clearly enjoys getting yes. dressed. It's so funny. I had an ex-boyfriend who used to, every time I used to come out of the fitting room, his thing was just looking at my face to look if I was happy because he was like, I don't know if mm-hmm. I like the dress or I like the look. She looks happy. Yes. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. She looks like she's having a blast on the carpet. Yeah, which, exactly. Which is the point that everyone keeps making about how carpets are too fussy now and yeah. everyone's too sure. precious. Yeah. And just have it's a It's not precious. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I, and I think it's more so I just look at Florence and I'm curious like it, what it her personal a, style is because she always looks like so I think overly. That, I think she's quite involved. I think yeah. she loves the big. Her personal mm. style is hot pants and a bed sheet. <laughs> what did you guys think of Michelle Yeoh in her Oscar winning dress or the dress she won that her Oscar in? Well, it was a continuation of a big trend of the night, which was everyone was wearing bridal-esque fashion. Oh, everyone yeah. was in white. So, I mean, but she was... Maybe my favorite white look. I mean, mm. the Dior was amazing on her. She could wear literally anything. Yeah, it was really. It was all feathers. all feathers. I mean, it was sort of her white swan yeah. moment. Yeah, I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite dress mm. of the night. Me it was, either. But she's I liked worn it. better dresses this award season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. more risk. I think yeah. you, she knew she was going to win. Yeah. I guess it's almost like your wedding day, right? You want a dress that looks kind of timeless, not too trendy, and mm. kind of just classically beautiful. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what she was thinking, because like those are the photographs that you're going to have look back on, yeah. right? Oh yeah. I was trying to think though, like why so many people wore white. I always looked. I try to get I don't into know. people's was, psyche. Did it have something to do with the champagne colored carpet or it no? Could, it could be. It's just it was a very surprising. It was like half the carpet was in bridal. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's a conversation like every couple of years though. Like I feel like people do gravitate towards that for some reason. I would I think, think white if, finds really difficult to wear. I don't want white. You see every lump and bump. I would. <laughs> I'm not yeah. wearing white if I'm going on the record. Yeah, I want to feel like you have to be as 
tight as Emily Blunt well, maybe to really the, wear. Ozempic yeah. people are ozempicked up. They're feeling yeah. good about their it's bodies. It's time for white. Yeah, <laughs> it's time for white. <laughs> I think we need to take a second to talk about the guys because the oh, men sure. have made. I don't know if our if our listeners have noticed, but over the years, like. Basically, men have become part of the best dress list, which mm-hmm. they weren't before. They never were. No, no. And Chloe used, used to do it. You guys I used to need do the to, best dress list 10 up. years ago, <laughs> and there were never men on it. Mm. And now, I mean, Choma loved Riz Ahmed. I love Riz mm, Ahmed loved. as an individual. I thought the collar was, it was a little much for me in this situation. I agree. Prada, that yeah. was straight off the runway, wasn't it? it? Yeah. I loved it. The okay, no shirt great. underneath. I don't know. I was into it. I, I will say, though, the men played it a little safe last night. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like at the SAGs, men took a lot of risks. And then, I don't know, some, something went awry at the Oscars. It but was don't you feel classic. like that's always the case with the Oscars where people are like, I don't want to have my picture. It's not like your wedding. It's like, I don't want mm. my pictures from the Oscars mm-hmm. where I'm wearing this crazy Prada collar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you do. Or Is that a jab at Timothy Chalamet for his <laughs> yeah. harness moment? That's exactly. The Michael B. Jordan double brooch. Oh, yeah. yeah there that was a lot of brooches. Really right. chic. He looked, beautiful. He yeah. yeah. Louis Vuitton he was wearing, I think. Oh, really? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. He takes some risks sometimes. I like him in a more classic look, yeah. to be mm-hmm. honest. I don't see him as like a red carpet man. No, he, taker. he's classic yeah. for sure. What did you guys think of Jonathan Majors? I, it was not, not for, for me. me. Yeah, he I wasn't made, a fan either. He looked like an extra on Lincoln. Yeah. Right? It was very 1800s. It was not. <laughs> also, like, the muscles. Either he's, like, gotten more buff yeah. from when he got that suit fitted. Like, he, it was straining to He to looked uncomfortable. The muscles. Mm. Yes. Ugh. And that's something you, you never want someone to look uncomfortable. I think that's why I loved every, Eddie Redmayne is even when yeah. he took right. major he, he risks, looked comfy. he looked comfortable. He was owning yeah. it. Who are your favorite uh, plus one? I mean, I just I love seeing everybody's partners in the audience just look at them googly eyed because I'm like, ah, oh, that is so oh. sweet. They like yeah, like ASAP. ASAP Rocky. Yes. He was like best supporting partner. I was like, yes. Oh well. Also, um, I did tear up a little bit when Kehu Kwan won, and you just saw his wife oh beaming yeah. from the audience, and she looked stunning as well. Yeah. To the point that everyone at my viewing party was like, "Who is that?" Yeah. And she was just like the most beautiful crier in the audience. It's hard um, to do a beautiful cry. <laughs> I know, but leave it to the spouse of someone winning an Oscar. <laughs> like, yeah, they'll exactly. make it look nice. <laughs> No, I, I love a spouse moment. With that, thank you, gentlemen, so much <laughs> for you. joining us on this very early Monday morning. Yeah, this has been really fun. And thank uh, you for having us. Happy Oscars week. Yeah, happy uh, Oscars week. Happy Oscars week. Well, I guess it's not really Oscars week anymore. Happy <laughs> Oscars week that was. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, and so sincere. You love a so sincere, sincere win. And yeah. he's maintained that level of sincerity for, at this point, months and months. That movie came out a year ago. <laughs> and yeah. he's been thrilled to be on the campaign trail, thrilled to Did accept Did you see the picture awards. of him and Harrison Ford yes. reunited? Yes. Um, Adorable. Yeah, they, they held the camera on him for a long time when Harrison Ford was on stage. They knew what they were doing. Okay. They were okay. Yeah. Totally. Do you think that's why they had Harrison present? I think so. I mean, Harrison's having a moment. He's in like four shows. He's 90, wow. to 90 years old. He's I don't know. Degrees. Why he's working so hard. How old is he actually? I'm checking. He was giving old. <laughs> he was giving old. He was giving like. Well, so was Hugh Grant. So. That's he's, awesome. he's, he's, he's AE. He's AE. Uh-huh. He's Harrison was giving like mad at the teleprompter for the length of my intro <laughs> vibes. <laughs> I mean, you said Kay Kay had some sincerity in his speech, right? I would say the whole night had a note of sincerity about it, which maybe worked to his detriment. But we're we're focusing on the positives, right? Oh, you think the sincerity was bad? Well, okay. (laughs) So my big thing is that it was a a night for, like, male emo speeches. Oh, yeah. Chomo was caveling when everyone was crying. I like that. (laughs) More men cried last night than, like, you know, since, like, an Iron John workshop in the 90s. (laughs) I mean, it was just, like, one teary-eyed, like, male after another, Mm. you know? And, you know, I thought to myself, so all the statistics, bear with me, guys. All the statistics <laughs> on uh, American men are pretty grim right yeah. now, like college enrollment, mm. like workforce. And I thought what we were seeing from the Oscar stage was like a cry from hell. Oh, God's sake. I feel like this might be a Taylor Antrim cry for hell. It could, it could have been. It could have been. It was late. It was late. The kids were asleep. Everyone was asleep in my apartment except for me. But, yeah, the, the men kept having feels on stage. And I thought, you know, it, it, it's telling us something about where, where men are it's in the state Hollywood of American right masculinity. now. There you go. There you go. That's my big take. <laughs> but you I were like charmed it. by it. I was charmed by it. I I think I think we need to see more of that. I think men are having, you know, th- there's a lot of feelings that men are not expressing, especially American men. So I'm always ASAP was feeling it. the men in the. Yeah, we were man. just saying before that, like the plus one, the the Oscar husband was a a nice moment. Yeah, last it night. was a really nice moment. What did we think of the the host? What did we think of Jimmy? Y- useless. We don't need to talk about it. Okay. Oh no, I thought wow. he was funny. Okay. <laughs> I actually thought he was Moving funny. Moving on. <laughs> no, actually that's not true. L. Ron Hubba Hubba was very funny. Very funny. <laughs> The editing joke about how important editing is that you can you can yes. boil down like four thousand hours of footage into like twenty minutes of like tourists walking through the Capitol. That yes. was funny too. Yes. <laughs> he was I think they needed they wanted kind of a safe bet. I think they wanted I know. Like a sure I, I love Jimmy. I just yeah. think yeah. it was a very safe there was yeah. there was not a thrill there. I mean, not to be crass, but I feel like that broadcast could have used a slap. By uh, hour three. Oh my I god! Mean, I know that was so sh- exciting yeah. looking back. It made the Oscars. Lot- there was, was definitely so no slap or like moonlight v la la land. No, no. no. nothing yeah. went wrong. It I mean, was... I thought it was vaguely exciting when All Quiet started to make a run mm-hmm, at about right. hour one and a half mm-hmm. of the broadcast. Guess who else thought that was exciting? No one. Well, <laughs> many German accents. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. No, but the uh, the the male cinematographer for All Quiet was one of our crying heroes. Oh uh, yeah, he was. Oh. He was so. Charming. Yeah, but mm-hmm. was he crying or was he? Did he have something in his eyes? That's a great question. <laughs> Same could be knows. said of John Travolta, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> like I wasn't, clear, I wasn't clear if they were hyperventilating or crying, but it was emotional. Sure we need to talk about that time. speech. Oh my guys, goodness. the whale metaphor, please. That was a surprise. Ooh, I, I did not see that coming. Marley Marley saw that it, coming. Well, because he won the SAG, so that made me question whether Austin Butler was going to go all the way, even though until then it seemed like he was, and then. 
Yeah, but then once he won, I was like, oh no, but also I was like, it was between the two of them. Mm. Right. And Colin had no, Colin Farrell had no. Pretty hope. much no, I which is that awful. Movie. Yeah, heartbreaker. The fact that they got zero Oscars. Sad. So many got zero. Yeah, but you know what? I think that even though it got zero, and we can talk about the other elephant in the room that got zero, Mm. I feel like Banshees had such goodwill. And even at the Oscars, there was such, like, love and appreciation for that movie that it felt like it didn't matter that nothing won. I feel like 12 people saw it. Listen, Uh, I loved that movie. Tar uh, and Banshees both totally shut out. Were my two favorite movies of the year. So I definitely think— So you're really feeling the culture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing at the vanguard of culture, as you I like Um, Triangle of Sadness, too. But I don't know if it was Oscar-worthy, but I liked that, too. Right. That's And also, like, L. This shut out, Fableman shut out. Those two felt maybe more surprising, just in the sense of like the audience that, that they felt were historically like historic Oscar movies that yeah. were it, that was a surprising like turn. Elvis, even for like you know, caught like thought Sam was gonna win something for like costuming for production design. It was like right. such a big CM so meaning Catherine Martin. Thank you, yes, <laughs> wife of Marley Baz has Lerman. a close shorthand. <laughs> yes, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> But yeah, that movie was so in your face about everything that it was doing in good ways and in more debatable ways. So I was just surprised that it didn't really get anything. I mean, Everything Everywhere All at Once has like a historic night. It it won an unprecedented number of Oscars. And it's this conundrum with this movie where I don't quite know where to place it. It doesn't seem like it's beloved. By many people, right. uh, so my it's not for me. It, it came out like a year ago, yeah. and it's just been quietly building. But um, am I wrong? No, no film has ever run the table on the right. acting categories before. Right, right. Pretty and here's much. this movie with these young directors, yeah. and you know they were all over the stage. I mean, yeah. their, their speeches were quite emo and quite something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I can't bring myself to root for it and be happy about it because I didn't love that movie, I but um, it was yeah. it was a historic thing, you know. I will say that I think that the actors in it did a good job of holding it together. Michelle mm. did a mm-hmm. good job of holding it together because it's so it was just so sprawling. I mean, yeah, I just it was, I you know I just, it was kind of like head spinning watching it for me. I agree with like Jamie Lee Curtis. Like I oh I yeah, think there was a bit of a kind of like it was it was performative in a bad way. And it was not, it just didn't strike me as like Oscar, an Oscar-y performance. No, it was so two-dimensional. There was no, there was no nuance to that character at at all. It was funny. Yeah, but like on a, on a performance level, I was like, this is, I mean, maybe it's just, you know, she's 64, she's Hollywood royalty, she's been around a long time, she's been really enthusiastic about her. I'm telling you, that Napa Baby article really helped push that campaign through. Oh my God. (laughs) It became her main talking point for the last few months. She was like a great cheerleader for her, you know, cast and for her colleagues, but I was still kind of like, that was a more interesting category. Like, that was an interesting category, supporting actress. And, you know, Carrie Condon did a, get, did a, did a great job. Angela Bassett, obviously, yeah, would have been a huge moment yeah, for her. And there's, yeah. like, a sort of devastating two-second clip of, like, sort of focusing on her face when she lost, and her face completely falls. Like, Aww. it mattered to her yeah. that she lost. Even, like, you know, Stephanie Chu, also in Everything Ever All at Once, I thought her performance was better than Jamie Lee's. But, like, I don't know. I guess I can't. I mean, 
we, we should talk about the Spawn Con. I mean, you, so you've got you've got a hundred years of Warner Brothers for no good reason. You've yeah. got the um, the Little Mermaid thing, and then the ad for the museum, the Academy. But the Academy that's museum. been an ongoing yeah, that's, thing. That makes that's sense. their revenue driver. But I mean, tons money, guys. We, I wanted to go to bed, and I was like, <laughs> "This is the first hour. What are we doing?" I know. And how all many, the musical performances. Should we have all five songs? I, oh, Zero. Yeah. We should have oh, none that of was Chola's favorite part. Don't which, take it away from her. <laughs> which which? Tell me. Oh, tell me. Just having some. Something else other than an award, like just having a performance broke it up, don't you think? Like I could no? do with like half of them. <laughs> yeah, but it's you can't. You, you can't really. You can't do. You have to do more. Don't you? you have to do more, right? And you don't you want have to that, do all the nominees. And yes. you don't want that show without the RRR song, yeah. which is great. That's yeah, so good. great. Yeah, it was great. Which is great. But yeah. it, it means that they get people like Gaga and, yeah. and yeah, Rihanna. No, that means that you need Rihanna for that. And they star got Rihanna. You're right. But that was, was a snooze. I'm sorry. I know. I know. But like, I thought that performance was like. But did you see ASAP watching her? No. Oh, swoon. Did he cry? He looked almost. He just looked so <laughs> like just full of love. What yeah, was the worst was moment? Oof. Oh boy. Hmm. Race to the bottom. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I feel like they're large swaths. I don't remember because I was like, I'm bored. Yeah, it's and same. I'm, and it's also a little bit unavoidable. I'm kind of like, what do I even want from the Oscars? Like, what would help them to sort of capture my attention? And I don't even know what that is at this point. It made you feel as if you really don't need to watch the Oscars broadcast. Like the yes. next day, so you can see the three moments that yeah. people are talking about. Yeah. You can read the list of awards and sort of like read some reviews. Yeah. And if, you know, ABC needs people to come back and watch the Oscars, they have to do a better job mm-hmm. of giving you a reason to sit there for three yeah. and a half yeah. hours. Yeah. I, I think that's right. I feel like there is one thing that we have to talk about, which is Sarah Polly wins. That was great. That was great. Yeah. I didn't love her suit. We didn't but love was, her. We didn't her love suit, her look with no. the glasses. It was a bit much. But no. um, that was great. It was a really yeah. great moment. For a movie that seemed like it was, for women talking, that seemed like it was a, you know, perilously close to being like shut out totally, entirely. Yep. It was, it was nice to see that win. I agree. Yeah, it I was think great. For like early, early on when we first heard about that movie, it seemed like it was going to be huge. Like between it's like cast so and like the like even. Uh, I mean, but the, I am fascinated by the like the Oscar campaign machine. Oh, and yeah. did you see our? Uh, f- Sometime Vogue writer and friend Irene Alexander wrote a very good piece, I thought, about Oscar campaign blood sport and the politics behind it. I haven't read that. And uh, it was just talking about the Andrea Riseborough mm-hmm. drama, but also the war rooms that go into planning mm-hmm. what the strategy is going to be for each of these movies and how sometimes they can just backfire yeah. and yeah. – it's hard to control it. And I think Women Talking, it was sort of an example of that. Yeah. I confess I don't fully understand the the campaign thing. I just feel like, you know, are these are these Academy voters so impressionable that yes. you know they really? can be persuaded by lunches and gift bags yes. and that Seemingly. kind of thing? As some I someone whose mother is a older Academy voter, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would just like to say that Say more. Say more. She, what did Candace have for? <laughs> I can just tell that when she is seeing like huge New York Times profiles about someone, she's more inspired to see the movie. When mm-hmm. she's invited to a lunch where someone is talking about the movie, she's more inclined to to think about it. When mm-hmm. it's a friend of hers is writing her like, oh, you have to watch so-and-so. I went to the screen. I, I, I think that that kind of organic, very personal campaigning really works. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I think that's true. Counter argument why did so many people watch two and a half hours of All Quiet on the Western Front? And yeah. this movie— Did people watch it? I think that movie's good. I mean— I, I didn't I, see it. I mean, it's—I it's, I also think the other thing 
uh, behind the all quiet momentum was the war in Ukraine. I feel like right, a right, pacifist, mm-hmm. a classic pacifist novel, an anti-war movie about a war in Europe um, is really resonant right now. Mm-hmm. And sure. so I feel like people were sort of making a political statement with that. Which brings me to one other positive thing I want to say. Yeah. I thought Navalny yes. winning the best documentary oh, yes. yeah. was a cool moment. And I thought Yulia Navalny in her red she's Chloe. so chic. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. I know. She yeah. blew the roof off. And yeah. she you yeah, know, she made did. a powerful statement about her husband, who's still in a Russian prison, and her daughter, Dasha, and son mm. were right beside her. And yeah. I thought that was a really nice moment. It yeah, was sweet. Was. Yeah. It's a great mm-hmm. movie. Everybody should see it. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. And that was the wonderful Oscar special. Early morning after yeah. a late night. Yes. Yes. Bye. 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 Thanks. Thanks, you. <laughs> Wait, I want to take a picture of you guys with your headphones. Oh, my God. <laughs> Podcast mode. everyone, it's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you, Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com membership to join. And here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? Hey, Run Through listeners. Are you curious about what goes on behind the scenes at Vogue and in the world of fashion? Join Vogue Club, a one-of-a-kind fashion community where you can unlock exclusive access to Vogue editors, industry players, and fellow members, as well as receive expert style advice, tickets to VIP events, handpicked gifts, and so much more. Visit VogueClub.com today and get 20% off using promo code THERUNTHROUGH20. That's VogueClub.com, promo code THERUNTHROUGH20. Now, I was kind of hoping to see Natasha Leone at the Vanity Fair party. Or, I don't know. She's been looking fantastic. She's she been has. dressing great. And has In been Scaparelli, really been... it was one of her best moments. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. She's really been out and about the last month or so. And last week was the finale of Poker Face, her, right. her big show. It's on every uh, bus that I see. So I yeah. feel like I'm... Faced with her face <laughs> whenever I'm walking Artie to school. Right. We got her on the show. Yes. To talk her. about the finale. And we did. Speaking of Oscars hosting, she hosted the CFDA Awards. And it was fab. I mean, she they, should have been the Oscars host. I think she she would make a great Oscars host. I think we need to start that campaign. <laughs> I mean, she's also such a New York girl. I love talking to her about rats. <laughs> she sat next the to mayor. the mayor and talked about rats. She did. She did. <laughs> I mean, she's been acting her whole—I didn't know that she's been acting her whole life. She started acting at age six. Yeah, she was in P.U.'s Playhouse. She was in uh, Nora Ephron's Heartburn, which I didn't realize. Me either. Um, but I guess everyone knows her from Orange is the New Black, right? That's when— And Russian Doll. And Russian yeah, Doll. Yeah, I feel like she, she took a hiatus for a while and then came back with Orange is the New Black and Russian Doll. And now she's a powerhouse. She's directing, she's yeah. creating, she's producing. So it was, it was interesting to get a little— uh, bird's eye view into the Natasha Leone. It was. Megaverse. Yeah. (laughs) 
we uh, Zoomed with her uh, from her house in L.A. And it was a few weeks after Fashion Week, but I just feel like she was... She was such a fun, ubiquitous presence at New York Fashion Week that she we, was. We Parenza, to. Parenza, the designers are friends of hers, and she went out to support her her bestie Chloe Sevigny, who who opened that show. And she went to Rodarte. Oh, and yeah, she I was at about that. The she went to Rodarte. Caspia dinner with she the mayor. She was out about. Yeah, we congratulated her on the finale of Poker Face, and I asked her what it was like working with my fav- <laughs> one of my favorites of her co stars, which was a giant buzzard. The buzzard was weird because you know I actually like. I'd landed sort of like the night before and like on three hours sleep, went to work and there was a buzzard there. And I was sort of like not fully present, which was probably from the best because I was just like, this is sketchy and laid down. And it's one of those things that like you don't, you don't really think about it in, uh, in the writers. So like, you know, Alice Drew wrote that episode who I love. She's also a writer from, um, Russian doll and she's brilliant. And, uh, and Ryan was directing that episode. I think loving them both, it sort of never occurred to me in a way that it was in the script. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think if you don't know people, you're more apt to be like, it says here, you know, I jump out of a, a Mack truck. How does that work? You know what I mean? And what's the plan for that? It, it was Ryan and Alice. So I was like, oh, it's great. It'll a buzzer, whatever. It's, you know, one line of stage direction. And then I got there and I was like on three hours of sleep, like what's going on? <laughs> and uh, it was fine. It was uh, well behaved. And <laughs> maybe the concern is I was like, in many ways, sometimes I, I worry that I, I smoke so much that it's like I'm dead already. And <laughs> does the buzzard know that? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but it was over fairly quickly. Uh, and maybe the biggest challenge was, you know, it's a very, um, it's like a, a work intensive job also, you know, you had memorized like 60 pages a week. And so you really, you know, you can't just be like, I think maybe, uh, something about my style of acting or something, you know, might make people think like, I'm not doing any work or something, but you know, it's actually, it's a pretty, I'm a pretty, uh, worky you know, type person. And yeah, these are big undertakings making these things, you know, like they're, it's also, of course, movies can often be like that, but I think these TV shows like Russian doll takes me three years to write it and prep it and shoot it and edit it. You know, I I don't do those things alone, of course, but it's, they're, they're big kind of, you know, kahunas and you really got to stay in the game the whole way through. We loved seeing you at New York Fashion Week cheering on your buddy, Chloe Seventy at the Parenza show. That was great. I, I mean, I really like, there are definite pros of being a New Yorker. Cause you know, you really, you grow up with people like Jack and Lazaro, I, you know, I've probably known for 20 years and I know them of course, through Chloe, who I've known also for 20 years and we've been sisters that whole time. And and for people who may not know, we're talking about Jack McCullough and Lazaro Hernandez, the designers of Proenza, and Chloe Seveny, who walked the runway show in for Proenza Opened, yeah. Opened, opened sorry. She opened the show and she also did the, um, whatever you would call it, the sound design or something. And you sat with her son, Vanya, who's the same age as my son, and I thought... My son would have had such a hard time seeing me walk down a runway and not talk to him. What was <laughs> what was happening for Vanya in his head? 
You want me to tell you what was going on in Vanya's head? <laughs> That's right. Okay, no problem. <laughs> well, I'm taking all questions. Uh, Vanya was thinking, well, what a show. Uh, I love that it's uh, it's so arty. So many of these things would look great on a gallerist. Uh, you know, it's always fun. So, you know, Vanya was like comparing it to, to past seasons. He'd Googled all the other seasons on Vogue Runway and... And he was like, and, and he was in the whole time, honestly, after my mother opened, it was all downhill. And I'm not saying that's because of the fashion. It's just a fact of life. You know, she had it and they had less than, than she did. And, and, you know, and so I think he was thinking a lot about that. And, and after the show, Vanya went in the stroller. Dad went to work. And then we went, we're going to go find a playground. But then we were like, no, 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 no. Vanya will walk home while meet at home when he's napping. So we went to go see, Lizzie and I went to go see her art show at Tramps. And then we were like, we'll meet back. But then what happened, this is really, this is fascinating stuff. Chloe and Vanya went to a playground, but there were six playgrounds in the vicinity so Lizzie and I went around trying to find which playground it was. This went on a while. There was a lot of shouting for them in the middle of the street. Finally, everyone was reunited. And so it was a beautiful New York day. Truly. Love a New York day that takes you anywhere. Playgrounds and art exhibits, fashion shows. And the night before that was the Caviar Caspia big opening dinner which I was very excited to see that you were dinner partners with the mayor of New York. What did you guys talk about? You know, uh, well, the city has a problem with rats. Let's be honest. That's what I was going to ask. We were going to ask you if you, I hope you took him to task for the rats. We are all hoping that you did. He's a big rat man. Stop in politics. Suffice to say, I think we all know there's a problem with the rats in the city. (laughs) But uh, Laura Sensenmingo, I love her. She told me that she sat me next to him because she was like, Who's the most New York person in the room? Huh. We talked about all of it, dude. The Statue of Liberty, raised pizza, yellow cams, the MTA, <laughs> the Chrysler building. <laughs> Why'd they close Barney's, I said. There's lots of rats there, I bet. <laughs> so did you, um, I mean, I loved going to the CFDA Awards because you were hosting. I thought you were perhaps the big highlight of the night. What made you agree to do that and, and how fun was it to do for you? Thank you for saying that. Why did I say yes? I think maybe I didn't know exactly what it was, uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest, because I'd been with Derek Blasberg to something about 10 years prior where he was getting an award and we were on fold-out chairs. And I remember that I was like, oh, this is like not too intimidating. So I think that's what I thought we were going to. <laughs> then I was sort of like, oh, I guess I should write something for this. So I did. And then I was lucky. I was happy when I saw that it was such a a big deal. I was relieved to see that I was prepared. No, but, you know, the big event there was Cher was late to stage. (laughs) I know. And and you did. It was the improv because you did a really good job. I was like. It was scary because I remember in that moment, I made eye contact very quickly with like Drake, Lenny Kravitz, (laughs) and Kardashian. Anna Wintour and, and Drake. And I was I'm like, dying already. Or did I say Drake already? Trevor Noah. It was something like, 
and and others, you know what I mean? Like Michael Kors and like <laughs> it was just and so I was and they were all looking at me with smirks like, what are you going to do now? And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to wait for share was the telepathic thing I was saying. So I knew I had to talk. <laughs> Luckily, I talked before. So I thought you've got a frame of reference. What did you do? Did you like, I believe that you encouraged people to go vote. That was a very good use of your time. I did. I thought people love voting. They <laughs> love a people pleaser. People in the arts, they love voting stickers. That's something they can all agree on is an I voted sticker. <laughs> it's the one thing they all love doing. <laughs> I was like, all love abortions and I voted stickers. <laughs> this is the trick. Uh, I loved your quote about uh, your loving fashion and any industry that combines, well, you remember your own thing that you wrote, um, but that a weight loss program sponsored by the Sackler family felt uh, very prescient. <laughs> Did you... Uh-huh. Thank you. I wrote that with one of Chloe's other uh, close friends, Leslie Arfin, came up uh, with that. Oh, wow. Very Because good. I had written something a little more violent, and I <laughs> sent it to her, and mine was like, uh, I don't know, it was something about like, and how great to have an industry that's encouraging eating disorders right and left, <laughs> and, you know, what a night to celebrate that, and uh and she was like, this is too dark. Make it more topical. Include the Sackler family. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I had said, I'm so glad that heroin chic is back. <laughs> and she's like, talk about the Sackler family. And so he did. Well, now it's Ozempic chic. So you're really sort of ahead of the game. I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have this Rolodex of the coolest friends possible and collaborators. Do you have anyone that you're like, ah, that's who I want to work with, or that's who I want to hang out with? Who's who's the dream person? You know, I'd love to know. I'd love to know Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. I'm like the poetry of his albums. I feel a real kinship with. I feel like very much like um, when I'm writing Russian doll. That's it's very similar to what I'm trying to say, and so I feel like it's obviously in such a different medium and. I don't know him at all. And he, he might think that that show is terrible and that I'm a loser, you know? Um, but for me, in terms of like somebody that I look to, uh, especially I would say that most of my idols uh, are dead people. Um, and, you know, he's somebody living who I really, I, I might, he's articulating so beautifully what it is I'm trying to say. It's almost like when I'm listening to him, it's like my inner child feels very safe with his inner child or something. Like Interesting. I wouldn't have yeah. pegged him and Russian Doll as like super parallel, but... I, 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 I really hear it when I'm listening. Almost like naming what you've been through to kind of overcome what you've been through, to extend that to other people who might be ashamed to have gone through the same things and then putting it in a package that's hopefully aesthetically palatable enough to people where they think it's really cool. Obviously he's doing it in hip hop and I'm doing it with like cool New York downtown guy. Uh, But ultimately I think that there is common ground of we're trying to unload shame and say, you don't have to be ashamed that you went through this stuff, you know, artistically, like I'm here with you to hold you through that experience and say, I went through it too. You know, obviously, I also feel that with um, 
like Michaela Cole and I are our buddies around that. Oh, um, yeah. I think, um, you know, that's somebody else who to me is more clearly sort of dealing with similar thematics like, um, you know, PTSD and through a sort of like quantum consciousness lens and where the personal experience, be, you know, autobiographical and um, fictional sort of like diverge and merge in sort of ways that are of no consequence because the sort of idea is bigger. Um, so obviously she and I are very much like, you know, we'll share advanced episodes with each other. And and um, I, I just adore her. Natasha, I know you have to run. It has been so lovely to talk with you. Congratulations on Poker Face. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, ladies. So that's it for this special Hollywood episode of The Run Through. I'm Chloe Mal. And I'm Chermanardi. The Run Through Revoke is produced by Condé Nast Entertainment. See you next week. Bye. Bye. 